It's good to see everybody here today. Another lovely day. Another great day to serve God and to come to His house and worship Him. I, uh, I wasn't here last Wednesday night, but I caught some of it before the, I don't know if the electric kicked me off of the deal, but what I heard of that lesson was a good lesson Wednesday night. And uh, this morning I, I, was, I wrote down, I was writing down a couple of things to, to say before we started prayer, and, and it dawned on me, wait a minute, that was, Sunday, that was Wednesday night's lesson, but, but it is good enough to talk about it again. So uh, a thought I have going into prayer today is Matthew 6 and 33, which I believe was on Wednesday night's deal, but it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And my thought when I read that this morning was that old saying about first things first, and that's why we're here today is to prioritize our lives and put first things first. And the, the following scripture, you know, says, therefore, or because of, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough trouble. Tomorrow will take care of itself. So while we're here today, we don't, we're not going to worry about the bills that aren't paid because they'll be there tomorrow. You can believe that. We don't have to worry about the low tire out there that was coming on in and the light was bothering you because when I was growing up, we didn't have lights telling us all that stuff. We didn't worry about it until we were broke down. So we don't have to worry about stuff like that right now. So what we need to do is make the put first things first. And, and that first thing is to enlarge the kingdom of God. We want to get, we want to get our loved ones, our neighbors, our co-workers, we want to get them into this kingdom of God. So, so, so before service, let's pray and, let, and let's get a hold of the mind of God. And let's, let's ask God to help us in our lives to enlarge the kingdom of God. Let's put all them other worries and cares aside. And let's get into this service and, let, and let's find us a place to pray and to, uh, and to ask God to grow us and to help others that need to find him.
I love you, Jesus, today. Why don't we stand today and uh, let's worship God for a second, give him a hand clap of praise and thank him for what he's done for us. Yesterday morning, I was in the kitchen picking up some things and reorganizing stuff, and, and uh, I could hear my wife. I didn't know what she was doing in the bedroom, but I could hear her in there. I could make out what she's doing. She's in there praising or in there worshiping God, and I can hear her start thanking God for what he's done for her. And Man, you got the Holy Ghost, and you start hearing somebody thanking God for what he's done for him, and, and that Spirit of God moves on your heart, and it just draws you to him. It's a... It's a it's a great and mighty spirit, and he inhabits those that praise him, and, and he inhabits that thankfulness and that gratitude and that humility that people give him, and uh, it's an awesome deal living for God. I wouldn't trade this life for anything in the world. You couldn't pay me enough money. You couldn't offer me enough things, because all that will pass away, but this living for God is eternal. It lasts forever. Nobody can take it away. They can take my life, but they can't take away my relationship with God, and, and uh, it's the most valuable thing there ever is. And that being said, God's done a wonderful work in my life and my wife's life, and I know that God can do anything. It lets me know that there is nothing that God can't do. Nothing. Now, this world lost hope on a, on a, has lost hope on a lot of things, and I have not. As long as I involve God, I know that there's nothing that He can't do. All things are possible. So that being said... Today we'd like to have a prayer request, and I know Sister Diane's brother needs prayer, and he's had some broke ribs from having CPR, and and uh, he's got his arm cut, and uh, he's still hooked up to everything, and she said there he's really not on the waiting list as much because of all the complications he's having, so he's just kind of there in in uh, no man's land, just just waiting on the Lord to do something miraculous is what he's doing, and I believe God can do it, and uh we're going to pray that that happens and God moves in that situation. Anybody got? Yes. 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 Remember those things today. Yes. Yes. We'll pray for those. Yes. Pray for my oldest son, Casey. Yes. Remember the churches in Perryton and Canadian, Texas that have lost their pastor. Okay. Yes. Remember that church. Yes. Yes. 
Anybody else? Yes. 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 Pray for God to work in that life. God, God wants everybody to come to him. Yes. Yes. Sure will. Yes. Yes, we pray for that today. Yes, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, God, God wants you to make those needs known. That's an act of faith. Amen. Yes. It's an act of faith that you're relying on God to do something or you wouldn't be saying it. So that's all the requests we have. Let's take these to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Brother Isaac, would you take an offering up today? God bless you.
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You all may be seated. Uh, Sister Nancy is going to sing a special today. And Speaking of blessings, she has been a blessing to this church for years, and she still is. She's still been a great blessing to this church, and she's welcome every time she is around us until she gets tired of us and she leaves again, but she don't hang around me much, so I don't know what that says, but... But we, we love her and appreciate her, and we ask you to worship God with her today as she sings. Praise God. It's good to be home. You know, I, I still can't call Pacific Missouri home. Just, this is home. And, uh, good night. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> I've got a phone cover that says, but God. And I was thinking about that today and that wonderful lesson of the three G's. And uh, I'd love to hear the rest of them. But everything I've, that's happened to me lately, I just, I've learned to just say that. But God. And he just comes through. Yes. And, uh, and everything, every situation. And um, I had a song, but a song from the 90s was just dropped into my heart. And I want to sing it. I want to dedicate it to Brother David McAteer. And... Uh, God's just good. I won't go. I had a story, but I won't tell it, brother. <laughs> brother Erickson. Hallelujah. Flowers in the field burst forth with blooming. Oh, 
heavens above in perfect harmony with the creator of the world oh there's just something about my praise he loves oh there's just something about the way I speak his name Praising brother. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. You are good. You are good. Oh, God's so good. He's so good. I was telling Praise. my kids the other day, we were driving down the road, and I was trying to explain to them that God's a spirit. He's not a man that he can lie. He's a spirit. No. And, and when you, out of a pure heart, out of a pure heart, start talking to God and start reaching for him and, and he, that spirit has to move it, it won't deny you it has to you, you, by your faith that, that enacts that spirit to move and, and to help you and bless you and strengthen you and lead you and it's that simple it's just out of a pure heart and when you reach out for God he moves on you and he helps you in all sorts of ways and, and he'll never leave your side he'll never forsake you he won't leave you stranded won't give up on you. Oh, I love them for God. Thank you, Sister Nance. Praise God. Praise God. Good song. Time to turn this over to the pastor today and see what God has in store for us and help us and grow us as a church and strengthen us spiritually. Help us go out in this world and be victorious. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yes. God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you. Sure. Love you. Appreciate you. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is so good to be back in Chelsea to be with you and uh, my brothers and sisters in the Lord and my friends and uh, my cohorts in crime. Amen. And uh, so glad to see Sister Nance to be with us. And she is always welcome. We appreciate her so much. And uh, uh, thankful for what God is doing in Chelsea. 
I trust that the Lord is working and moving each and every day. Often we sing that song that he's working where I, where I can't see him work. I trust that that's true. Amen. The Lord is touching lives. Turning your attention this morning to the book of Hosea, chapter 6. Hosea, chapter 6. Reading out of there, just one verse for your consideration. And uh, thank you for again for all that you do and uh, your heartbeat to seek and save that which is lost. And we so appreciate that. Amen. And uh, we'll look forward to this coming Saturday for our luncheon at noon with Brother Kraft. We'll look forward to him ministering Sunday school next Sunday and then also uh, worship service. And then uh, the following Tuesday, we will have our midweek service on Tuesday night. That is the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, we do that so that you have time on Thursday to fix fixins and to visit family or whatever you're doing, and uh, just try to give your Thursday uh, for Thanksgiving to be all for your family and your loved ones. Uh, we are, we will have a missionary on Tuesday night uh, with us, so please come and, and participate, and we'll look forward to hearing from a missionary also on that night. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hosea chapter 6, verse number 6. Very familiar scripture text, but let me begin there. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Amen. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would anoint and bless your word. I pray that today you would do great things. Lord, that you would speak to the church. Lord, that you would direct our steps, that you would help us today. Lord, I pray that your will would be done in this house. I will give you all the thanks and the praise. We need your word. We need the spirit of the Lord to speak today. Lord, we need guidance for this week. We need direction, Lord, of how to reach our city. Lord, we need your help in our families and our homes and our lives. Ask it for Lord. In Jesus' name now we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Uh, this last week, with um, my wife's mom passing away, uh, their background is Polish Catholic, and, uh, and so we knew that we would be participating in uh, no doubt a Catholic ceremonies that they would do for uh, the rites of all that they believe in and teach. And uh, I'm not here to speak ill of that or anything. I just simply want to say that uh, what I did find in those ceremonies, I've gone to several now with Elaine's brother passing and her father already having passed. I have been a part of those ceremonies, and um, so I kind of knew what to expect. But I, every time I go, I, I am brought to the awareness that they aren't really ministering to the living. It's more that they are ministering for those who have gone on. It's a rite of passage. And, um, <clears throat> and so I am always brought to the, to the thinking of what does the family need uh, what would help them? We have Elaine's family are uh, have been built off from education, and they truly are have done and been successful. We have um, different ones who have gone to different levels of of education, and uh, the the bachelors and the masters and the PhDs, uh, and they are uh, to be commended for their great effort that they have done to go on in education in our society, in our world today. And so I'm not here to speak ill of that. I'm just saying that sometimes going through those things, we begin to lean upon the wrong things and not trust the Lord. And so um, my sister-in-law, Jean, who is a physician, asked us to, uh, asked me to have a word at the end in the, after the uh, 
the, the priest has got done with all of that they do at the, uh, at the building where the, the building, the, the, the body is laying now. And, and um, I said, Lord, what could I, uh, what could I say that would somehow be glue that would bind the family together that would that would put their trust in the Lord and I uh, was brought to this awareness that uh, I, I read a lot of the book of Jeremiah that uh, Jeremiah is saying Lord the, the, we know that the way is not in man that he knoweth not uh, the steps to take for this knowledge is not in man and um, and then I went on to read in second Peter how that uh, Peter said that we could know and we could have this knowledge of God. And, I, and so I brought to them this, this knowledge that could not be learned in the university. And that's how I approached it. I was not disrespectful. I commend them for what they have done in the university. But there is a walk of life that we are given that we must learn some things that that cannot be just merely learned through education, but it's, it's a life uh, adapting our lives and trusting God. And I, I, I used mom's life. She had done some things that were commendable. I, I'm not telling you that, that her trust in God, I know none of those things, and I'm going to leave all that up to the Lord. But I will say this, that there was an inquisitiveness in mom's life to know God in a deeper manner. And I... Uh, and we built on that, and that was something, it was the uh, choosing uh, the mercy of God being greater than sacrifice, that we might know this knowledge of God. I, I want to bring you to the realization today that, that it was God's idea to have sacrifices. He's the one who instituted it. He's the one who said, I want the blood of animals to be something that you bring every time you come into God's presence and you offer something uh, to be uh, a substitute for your sins and that they might be, uh, those sins might be applied to the blood and applied to the, an, an animal. And there, uh, of course, God would allow Israel to push their sins ahead year by year. But it was his idea that there could be a, a sacrifice that could be given. It wasn't just blood. We know it was uh, grain. It was, it was salt. It was many things we can look in Scripture and find that God said, this is a sacrifice uh, in order for you to come into God's presence and to be able to, to work and move and to know the Almighty. But I'm presenting this to you today because I, I just want you to come to the realization that, that God in, in his infinite wisdom had a plan that there would be some things that would be greater than sacrifice. That to know the mercy of God and to see that applied into our lives was something that the Lord, it was not my idea, it's, it's what the Lord did here in, in Hosea 6 and 6. He said, it's greater than sacrifice and the knowledge of God. Somehow that through life and all of our years that we're living and, and through to the young, I'll, I'll speak today and say, you have a lifetime, however long the Lord will allow you to live, to invest yourself and find out what God wants in your life. It's not enough just to have a good job. It's, it's not enough just to have a home and, and a nice car. You need to know the will of God for your life. You need to know him in such a way that you are hungering to know God more and more. But you will never know God in the light that he would like you to know him except through his mercy. Oh, I hear God calling us to the throne room of God today, to the holiest of holies, to find a present help in time of trouble. And there, there is the mercy seat sitting upon the presence of God in the Old Testament. There is the Ark of the Covenant with that mercy seat sitting there. 
Oh, there have been those who were foolish who tried to look, go beyond the mercy seat and lift it and see what was inside. But they, they were not pleasing to God. Oh, it would be those who would come and who learned that when you have God's presence, you have a merciful God. And to think today that the Lord could tell us that we could have mercy in our lives also is revelatory to me. For we know our makeup, we know our background, we know the things that have happened to us, we know all of life's blows that have come against us. And yet the Lord said, I want you to desire mercy even more and greater than sacrifice. Wow. To me, that's, that's a revelation. It's not just coming to church and being faithful to the house of God. It's not, though I encourage you to do it. So. <laughs> it's not just giving our tithes and our offerings. Oh, thank God you do. It's not just saying I'm a Christian and putting on the right clothes. No, no, no. It's far more than that. It's this mindset of what God wants in our lives. It's this understanding that if one time, one chance of my life that I can be like him, it will be not at an altar at a church building, but it will be when I show and extend mercy myself. Jesus actually used this verse twice in his teachings. And I want to just refer to them briefly. The first time we find is when his disciples have been working for God and doing ministry and, and, and they grew hungry. And so as they went through the fields, they took the years of corn, of wheat, and they began to eat it. And it was a day that was not a day to do that. It was for the Pharisees, those who looked down their long, critical noses, said, Ah, caught them. Your own pups are out here breaking the law. They're out here doing something they're not supposed to do on the Sabbath day. And Jesus brought up this verse and he said, I wished you would know mercy is greater than sacrifice. What they had to learn was, was that circumstances and situations would always affect how we obey God's law. I'm not talking about murder. I'm not talking about disobeying the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about the timing of how that we give God what we give to him. Under the circumstances, it was okay. And Jesus brought those Pharisees to the realization that David and his men did the same thing. And even more than that, Jesus brought them to the realization that the very priests, the men who are closest to God in Israel, had to go into the house of God, had to go into the tabernacle, and there they ate the manna, the bread. They had to work according to the priesthood's laws, to the, to the Pharisees' laws. And Jesus said, it's all right for them. Why is it wrong today? So circumstances, situations rely and call on us to have mercy even when it's not always the first thing that we would do. The second situation is the Lord. It was a situation when Jesus came and he was in a house and, and sinners and publicans came in and were eating a meal with Jesus. And those Pharisees showed up again and said through their long, haughty noses, well, bless God, he's eaten with unclean people. And Jesus said, and quoted again, Hosea 6 and 6, 
He said, I wish you could understand that when we're talking about people and we're talking about needs and we're talking about somehow revealing God's plan for their life, somebody is going to have to show them mercy. And my message to this church today is somebody is going to have to show mercy around here. It's not going to be what we have built over the years and uh, Peter who is going to say, not, not true, Lord, I've never touched this unclean thing. The Lord's going to have to say, Peter, kill and eat. For I've got a, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose in your life. And there are people that the mercies of God are going to have to reach. And we can't have you simply abiding by a rule when God has you plan to touch lives and show mercy. You see, mercy is always higher than sacrifice. That's what God's plan is in our lives. He wants us to, to be able to see people to see needs, to see situations in a new light, like God's perspective. What's, what's the first words of Hosea 6 and 6 for the short? Read, read that out loud again to me. I make sure I get it right. This is the Lord speaking, is it not? He said, I desire. That's God talking to man. I'm telling you something you can have today in your life. Something as real as can be. There's a message today I wish, wish this church could receive and, and love and appreciate that God has entrusted something to you. God has given you the ability with your tongue and your heart, your compassion, to be able to reach people that this religious, this religion could never reach. We've got too many rules here. And I'm not, I'm not telling you those rules aren't good and aren't valuable. I'm not trying to do away with rules today. I'm just telling you that mercy is greater than sacrifice. I'm just telling you something needs to compel you to go the extra mile, to give the extra cloak, to care beyond measure, to go farther than maybe you've been willing to go before. And it will be the mind of Christ that will compel you. It will be the interest of the kingdom that the kingdom will be won by mercy and not by sacrifice. What a message. I desire, the Lord said, I'd like to see this in your life. I'd like to see you go and, and, and operate in this realm. I'd like you to realize that for you to really have a knowledge of God, you're going to have to show mercy. For you to really know him, it's going to go beyond the protocol of Pentecost. It's going to go beyond the fact of what you're willing to do as far as jobs and duties in the church. It's going to go past the fact of, that they know who you are and what you believe by what you wear. I don't, I'm not discounting any of these things, but I'm just saying this scripture tells us God says something is higher, something is more available, something greater than possibly you've ever considered. We're going to have to let go of some things. We're going to have to get past some things in our, in our thinking. We're going to have to say yes to God. We're going to have to have a new prayer as we pray in the morning and say, God, let me operate in mercy today. When that doofus does this, God, let it be water off a duck's back. When this happens on my job, that would be nothing to me because I know for the sake of Christ, I am willing to spend and be spent in mercy. 
Hallelujah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a crybaby up here. This is truly a revelation to me. This is truly something valuable and powerful today. We have a tendency to think that sacrifice is the ultimate expression of our love of God. But this verse disagrees with that. According to the Hosea 6 and 6, that's not accurate. There's one gift that I find in Scripture that God values above personal sacrifice made for him. That's mercy. Where you're able to apply it no matter what your day is, no matter how good or how bad. You're able to apply it no matter how, who's there or, or, or what's going on. We don't need a special event to show mercy. We need an opportunity in our day. It's the gift of mercy that God wishes humanity would know and understand. I'm asking you today, what would change in Chelsea if somehow we could take this into our spirit? Here's some qualifiers for you to think about. Somehow I could have a difference of how I approach animosity and malice. What I want to do to people who do me wrong. How I feel within myself about resentment and bitterness. How I handle in the church gossip and backbiting. how I deal with unforgiveness with other people and revenge. How I handle my harshness and my judgmental attitudes. How about my grudges that I harbor, ill will, God, let them live, let them breathe today, but kill them tomorrow. <laughs> what about jealousy and envying in the house of God? When I look at how prosperous one is. What about in-house strife and fighting? Those things should never be. Lord, let me have love and compassion for people. How else are we to show mercy? Do you think God needs your mercy? <laughs> he is mercy. What can man do to change God's approach in life, in this life that we live? How will my mercy to God change him? It won't change him. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. No, the only mercy that will change God is what I could do for you. And for those I meet today, what about mercy and forgiveness for my fellow man? Not just the house of God. But I'm talking about the dingbats. The incredible people that rub me the wrong way. Those who I would like to just give them a piece of my mind if I could afford to lose it. <laughs> What about charity and giving of benevolence of the kind actions I have in my heart and my spirit to help beyond my own means? What about the humility and patience that I have in order that I might be a vessel prepared and ready for every good work? What kind of person would you be if you truly understood and behaved according to this revelation we've heard today. 
kind of church would we be able to offer in this community if we had this same mind that was in Christ Jesus who took upon him the form of a man of no reputation but he came to seek and to save that which is lost What would our church offer to the wretched humanity around us? We could be a beacon of light. We could be a place of hope, not worried about numbers, but we could be worried about ministry. We could be worried about how to give and share and love more because our heart is right with God. How would this church affect our part of the state and then our state and our nation our organization we don't need a new plan, a new program what we need is to apply Hosea 6 and 6 and realize today that Jesus brought it up in the New Testament church didn't he amen what kind of world would this be if if we could share this dynamic with other churches and they could say, you know, that is so good, that is so true. They're nothing in Chelsea, but, but what they've got a hold of is awesome. And they could take it on too. I'm not asking for a place to go and teach new seminars. It doesn't matter if I have any influence. What matters is that we have this heartbeat of God today that is truly the mind of Christ. Let's give our neighbors and our, the world around us the one gift that God values even above sacrifice. And we will change our world. And we will touch some new lives and we will enjoy it. And it will be life and that more abundantly for us. And it will be new hope and life and purpose for them. We're not manufacturing mercy. It's God's mercy already. He's just asking us to apply it in our daily lives. Would you stand with me? Why not show someone mercy that up until now there were other adjectives and verbs you wanted to use about them? Somehow overlooking their wrong. Now, you see, the first issue with Jesus with the Pharisees who talked about the disciples eating the wheat. What he said there was, was, was that they would not bring judgment upon the guiltless. Now, our, our word tells us not to love sin. Sin in our life or sin in other people's lives. Jesus wasn't talking about forgiving people who have done wrong. He was talking about not creating roadblocks for those are so close to making a step in God if we just wouldn't judge them we just wouldn't hold them guilty when they really are guiltless in this respect and we provide for them the open door and we show them the mercy of God praise God that my friend is the revelation I wanted to share today that has affected my life Oh, I wanted to touch yours too. We are in such an awesome place today to go and to re-examine ourselves and say, not about me, not about what I think, not about how I feel, not about my emotions. But God, first, let me show mercy. Would you say that with me? Mercy first. Mercy first. 
mercy first. You're going to have emotions. You're going to have feelings. I can't take that away from you. I don't want to take it away from you. We need, we need your emotions. But oh, my friend, this world is waiting for someone that will leave church today and say, I can do this. I can help people instead of stopping them or hindering them or controlling them or manipulating them or maneuvering myself to be in the best position. All that lay aside. And today, mercy first. For it is higher than sacrifice. It is more important to God than sacrifice. Mercy first. Hallelujah. Mercy first. I wonder if you would be willing to step out of your pew as a church that we would come down here together unified and that we would somehow in our spirit say, Lord, all of me, all of me, let me show mercy first. Let me show mercy first. There are people all around you on your job and workplace that, that need someone not to judge them, but to show them the way. Not to preach to them, but to live a life free of obstacles. Jesus, in your name, Lord, I pray for this church, wonderful people that you have drawn together here in Chelsea, Oklahoma. I thank you for every one of them, Lord, that you would grant to them, Lord, to be able to put mercy first in their life. You've not done away with sacrifice. You've not taken away the fact that we should take up our cross and follow you daily. But yet you, even first, above that, have said, I will give you the opportunity to give yourself for a cause that is most important to God to show mercy even when it's not easy, even when it goes against your nation, nature, even when it is conflicts with your purpose. Show mercy first. Show mercy first. Jesus, anoint today. Let the presence of God fill every heart. Let your anointing fill, oh God, with purpose today. Jesus, we praise you, Father. Hallelujah, mighty God. We thank you, Lord. Jesus, that we could know the knowledge of God by revealing the mercy of God to a world. Above and beyond my religion today and what I believe for our organization, I want to reveal this compassion of our God who was able to make an open road for us to come boldly to the throne room of God, a present help in time of trouble. There, a person can get their heart right. There, they can fix what is wrong. There, God can show them his love and his mercy. There, they can find a covering that God will not judge them either. Neither will I judge thee. Go. And sin no more was the mercy of Jesus. That was the mercy of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there a song we could sing, Mr. Lance?
I feel like the Lord has smiled on this people. We didn't come in and preach repentance and condemnation and conviction of sin. I don't think that was God's plan. I think he had this group of people who he tenderly loves and has committed as an interest in your lives. I think there are doors waiting to be opened by just a kind gesture. Yes. yes. Not by a message of preaching. But it will be an action of love and care. It will be a mercy that overlooks the obvious and allows the hope of God to warm their hearts and show them the possibilities. You have been called and chosen. I'm not saying we're better than anyone else, but I believe that we have taken care of some things that we didn't need to preach about those others, but that today we are prepared and ready for God to do a work in your life. Man or woman, old or young, it does not matter. Amen. What could God do through you this week? Oh, yes. By simply showing mercy. When it used to be, I would have used all my other abilities. My judgment, my criticism, my jealousy, my envy and strife, all the junk that's in the human life. But God has said, no, there's something greater that you can offer this week. And I pray that this will stick with you. I pray it'll be something that you can hang on to because you are a tool <laughs> that God is going to do great things through. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chelsea Church for taking care of all the other stuff so we can hear a message about something greater than sacrifice today. May God richly bless your week, your life, and the things that you're involved in. I don't think you're going to have to go any special place this week, though maybe the Lord will direct you. You don't have to do any special meetings. I think there'll be plenty of room for you to show mercy in your daily living. God bless you, church. We love you. Great to be with you today.